Good afternoon, social justice warriors, family, friends, and the faith community. My name is Deborah Harris, and this is Reclaiming Grace, The Rebuild. What would Jesus do today? This podcast is dedicated to the stories, struggles, relationships, and the controversy surrounding Christians on the front lines of social justice today. You know, oftentimes, pretty much every day, with each passing day in this new Trump era, I myself and so many others ask, where is the church? Where is the church? Well, this podcast will dive into the church's role in the Trump era, our nation's history of oppression, presence on the front lines of social justice, balancing faith and activism, and really just an overall look into whether the church in its fullness is doing the work of Christ in our world today. And so today I want to just start off by taking this first episode to discuss what does Christianity look like today? And so, you know, this is really important because just taking a look around, I mean, even if you're, you know, not a person of faith, a person of a different faith, we kind of understand that morality and value plays a huge role um, in in Christianity and in any faith, really. Um, And so when you look at morality and, and value and just the foundation of helping people overcome, helping people get out of oppressive situations, and then we relate that to Christianity today, there really is a huge gap. There really isn't um, a huge correlation to what is being preached on the pulpits, whether it's Bible study or Sunday mornings, versus what we're actually seeing transform and manifest itself in the lives of people who are under great oppression, whether in this state, um, in the United States, or, or globally, as a matter of fact. And so... When we talk about what is Christianity today, we really have to look at does our activism match Christ's activism? Are we out there feeding people? Are we out there healing people, bringing medicines? Are we out there literally blocking people from harm who are deemed as sinful, not worthy, Um, in the way (laughs) of progression, but are we taking a look at what Christ did and applying it very intentionally to our ministries today and especially to the social justice movement today? And so one of the things that moved me just away for a time, and I'm gradually going back, but just one of the things that moved me away for a time from the four walls of the church and out into the world and in the community and on the corners and in different states and different countries was the fact that, you know, it sounded good, you know, on a Sunday morning, it sounded good, you know, as we talk about, you know, God's provision and talk about God's blessing and God's abundance and things of that nature, but it wasn't translating into our everyday ministries. And one of the main things that really took my heart 
and just turned it away from the four walls and of legalistic preaching or just, you know, lip service, so to speak. Everybody know what lip service is. Was one day I was attending church. Um, it was a church I was a regular member of. And we were talking about outreach. And so for me, as someone who has served in the nonprofit industry, when I think of outreach, I think of going out into the actual community <laughs> and speaking to people and getting to know them hear their needs and figure out ways to bridge um communities together so to speak and so we were talking about outreach and we we're talking about ministry and um i suggested going to a festival you know in the city where i lived at the time it was in las vegas and going to the city i want to the festival nights that happens the first Friday of every month and I was like we should go there and just talk to people um, just meet up with the youth there just talk to people just like hang out with them maybe have a table or a booth but just just talk to them get to know them maybe bring food you know just really be in their presence and my suggestion was met with oh well you know it's really dangerous out there and we don't want our youth to be in the presence of certain negative influences okay so at that moment I was really triggered you know um, first when I heard the word dangerous I was like well we're not in a war zone you know we're not in a place like heavily riddled with crime every hour and you just didn't know honestly when or if your life will be taken that that wasn't the city we lived in so when you said dangerous that that triggered me in a certain type of way like hmm okay and then the other thing that really just kind of hurt a bit was the fact that the person said leading the youth group they said well we don't want them around you know negative influences that didn't make any sense to me because how do you do outreach? How do you reach people who the church considers lost, so to speak? How do you reach the people that God had to reach without going out and being in situations or placing yourself right in the center of it all? And it made me wonder like really hard either do we really understand the importance of Christ's ministry and do we really want to do the work of Christ's ministry in our world today despite what it looks like despite what it feels like because at some point we have to really take hold in its fullness of what it means to be a disciple of Christ. And even during the time when Christ was here and, and his own disciples would say, oh, you know, there's too many people here. Or, oh, it's too crowded here. Or, oh, you know, shoo the children away or oh, this and all that. Christ would always say, but well, let's stay. Let's let's speak to them don't send away the children don't don't do this don't do that Christ was always very present in the very places where people needed to see love and compassion and peace and acceptance and inclusion 
into the family of grace. And so that very moment that I had at that church, at the church that I was a member of, um, and we will definitely get into just my journey <laughs> in the church, um, that very moment just made me question so much. And I had already been questioning things, but it was that was like one of those pivotal moments that said, wait a minute, heart stop, let's pump the brakes. If we're not doing it the way Christ did it, are we really doing it? Do we really believe it? And are we really serious about loving people, saving lives, bringing people in, helping change their lives, us being changed, us having our biases and our indifferences and our prejudices removed from our hearts so that we can truly do the work of Christ. And just as we talk about Christianity today, I mean, that was just a few years ago, but when we look at it today, do we really see enough of us, you know, and I'm speaking as a person of faith who was born in the church, you know what I mean, from apostolic to Pentecostal to Baptist to Kojic, and the final branch of denomination that had its hands on me that shaped a lot of me was the evangelical free church. And we'll get into that later because I'm sure all of you are like, mm, <laughs> because we all know um, just how the evangelical church um, has moved in the United States over centuries, and especially today. But just to go back to as I look at my own journey in Christianity today and looking at the many denominations of faith that I've been a part of, that I've been raised by, and you wonder where the masses of people of faith are um, as it pertains to standing in the gap and standing on the front lines of justice as people are being harmed, harmed. People are losing their lives. Families are being broken apart. Policies and legislations are criminalizing more than they are helping people find their way in this world today. I understand when people question, what are we even doing as a church? Or why are we even here as a church? And why do we even still go by the name of Christian when we are so far removed from the actual journey and the actual actions of Jesus Christ himself. And so um, I wanna just give you that to think about. I mean, and it's hard being a person of faith, being a Christian um, and understanding where my place is, but then also understanding that the harm, my faith and legalism of it and structure of it has caused and so doing the work of social justice is really about humility as a Christian, to be perfectly honest. Humility, transparency, and honesty about our place where we stand, where we have not been present, where we need to be present, where we need to seek forgiveness, and then also seek understanding on how to reclaim grace, how to reclaim human dignity, within ourselves and an appreciation for it and other people that don't look like us, don't worship like us, don't come from the same country of us, as us, economic background, everything. How do we reclaim grace? How do we reclaim the gospel? 
the message of Jesus Christ. And so I want to leave you today with the knowing that I believe that we can do it, but we must be honest with ourselves. We must forgive. We must put aside indifference and bias and phobias, Islamophobia, xenophobia, everything that removes Christ from manifesting himself. We must remove ourselves from those things. And and I believe we can do it. And I believe that although Christianity today is struggling and our presence on the front lines of social justice isn't as strong as it can be, there are pockets, people of faith that are out there fighting you know, by the dozens, sometimes by the hundreds. But as many of us that claim to be followers of Christ, and as many of us that claim to be doers of the word, and not only hearers of the word, we have the opportunity to truly show up, to truly change lives, and to truly become disciples of Christ in our world today. Much love to you, and as always, as you're doing the good work that God has called you to do, whether you're a person of faith or not. If you feel yourself getting stuck, if you feel yourself not having the answer, not knowing what to do next, just ask yourself, what did Jesus do and what would Jesus do today? And I promise you, it would be the exact same thing. So follow suit and be encouraged. Bye.